Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. The worship this morning was amazing. <laughs> I just, yeah, I. it's really difficult to know what to, to, to share with you guys, but one thing that really is on my heart is that on? Yeah. Uh, one thing that's on my heart is that um, I just felt God say this morning that we are prophets, kings, and priests, and we're all anointed as prophets, kings, and priests because of Jesus Christ in our lives. And for me, it's like. When I went to India, India really opened up another door for me. It challenged me, but it also gave me, uh, it showed me what honor would look like because I was honored. I was blessed. I couldn't do anything. Everything was done for me. It was like I was in a different, a different, you know, a different world altogether, which I was. I was in a different culture and I was, I was sharing in that culture. And God showed me lots of things whilst I was away. But one thing I do remember is that he said to me that Jesus loved the unlovable. And being amongst the children and being amongst the the culture, being amongst um, the people of Mount Chilipantan and being with my brothers and sisters, it was such an honor to to actually go and be blessed. I was being blessed <laughs> more than anything. But I know that what we took out there was part of what we carried, and we carried something there, and we've carried something back, as, as Simon said. You know, we didn't come back empty-handed. We came back full of the love of Christ in us for India, for Pastor Emmanuel's, um, his vision, to see that vision grow and to see it multiplied from what it was when we, fir- when we went over there. And things have already happened. It's not a coincidence that Pastor Emmanuel is here. It's not a coincidence. It's a divine um, um, message that uh, Pastor Emmanuel has to share with us about his vision, because his vision is, is, is massive. <laughs> when we saw that, we saw that uh, the land, and we were, we were standing on the land, you know, where Pastor Emmanuel was saying, this, this, we had money donated, you know, so we could buy this land. And to see that land, and now to see it, in you know the, the the what's actually happened to that land, and to see what is actually going to happen to that land in the future, we become part of that. You become part of that because you sent us out to participate in what was going on in that in that area of India, in Andhra Pradesh, in Manchilipan. You guys. 
I couldn't go, you know, if you hadn't sent me. Pat couldn't go if you, hadn't, you didn't send her. It was you that sent us out. And you are partnering with that big, big vision. It's not just for me and it's not just for, for uh, Bob and, and those who went out as a team. And, you know, it's for you guys. I, you know, that's where my heart is now. It's where I stand, you know, that I, I just want to see this vision grow because of what I've seen. I didn't just go out there because, you know, it was a great, great idea just to go to India, even though somebody prophesied over me and said, you, go to, you may go to India sometime. And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> but... I think one of the things about it is the the devotion that the Indian, you know, the Indian people, the and our brothers and sisters in India, they are so devoted. They're so, you know, like they were praying for us to go out. They they actually set they prepared prepared whatever God wanted to do whilst we were out there, they were preparing the ground in prayer. That's amazing. So for me, I've got lots of things, you know, going on in my mind. <laughs> but I just thank God that I am a prophet. I am a king and I am a priest. And I represent heaven on this earth and if I can do more of that and if I can participate with what God is doing and partner with what God is doing in India then I will because I now have that hunger to see what is growing out there and I'll tell you something it's growing <laughs> it's not just you know small things that are happening you know Pastor Emmanuel will share with you you know what has actually happened in the, in the last few months. But I just want you to know that what you did, what you, you obeyed God, you said, send me. And then you said, I can't go, but I'll send somebody else. So by sending us, you are partnering with what God is doing in India. And it's his love, you know, that compels us to do that. We don't have that love, but it's his love. His love that, that is in us. It's our DNA. <laughs> so I just want you to, say, you, you to say to yourself, one day I'll do that, I'll go. Because I believe this church is a sending church. I believe we all have the same opportunity to do what God is saying, send me. We all have that opportunity. We may not have the cash, <laughs> but I believe we have the opportunity. And if we have faith enough, we will go. It's a challenge. It's a challenge this morning for you guys in here, you know, to listen to what is actually being said. Because I believe 
that God is, is going to put something on your heart this morning which will, which will change the way you think. I believe that God is, is moving in this place. I believe the Holy Spirit is, is touching each one of you right now and is changing the way you think that I can go as well. Because you can. All you need is a passport <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. So what I want to say, I, you know, the experiences that, that you experience are experiences what God wants to show you. He doesn't, there's nothing great about that. He wants to show you something. When he shows you, you go, wow. And what do you do with it? You come back share it and you give it to everybody else so I'm going to finish here uh, I don't know whether Pat wants to say anything um, but I just want to bless you guys I just want to thank you guys I want to thank you for your for your, your, your uh, seed which was sown you sowed seed the seed that you sown has been sown into good soil Amen. Uh, one of the scriptures the Lord um, gave me as soon as we got there was from Isaiah, the end of Isaiah, and it said, God blesses his people and wherever they plant seed, a bountiful crop will spring up. And so um, we were very mindful because we were sent, you know, literally we had no money and and um, and so we put out an invitation for people to partner with us. And it was I think it was Natasha's mom, Natasha from here, who are who are I'm connected to Sarah down in London. And beginning of the year, she sent me a word from the Lord, and and she said, "Does the word spice mean anything to you?" And I went, "No, other than I like curry, and that's about it." And then this thing come up about India, and I thought, mm, "Is there something on that, Lord?" And he said, "I want you to go." And then. Annie Ball was, t I was talking to her one, and she, she said to me, she, you should go to India. And so I went, okay, then Jesus, uh, we've got no money, and, uh, but we'll go. Because me and Colin have come to this point in our lives where we don't have any money, but we will go. And so the Lord always pays for us. Some people do have the resources to go. We didn't. Our daughter was married this year, and that wiped us out more than completely to say the least. And so therefore, uh, it was very much up to him. And so we always say to the Lord, you pay, we'll go. And you go, that's awesome. I will do that. And so therefore, we put out the call uh, and just invited people. And said, if, if it comes in, it comes in, we'll go. And if it doesn't happen, we don't go. Simple as that. And so our friends from all over, from Hong Kong, we got money. From Sweden, we got money. From America, we got money deposited into the account for India from you guys here who partner with us, amazing generosity, the heart of God, the heart of God expressed. And so up until the Sunday before we went, we were going on the Monday. On the Sunday, we still needed 200 plus pounds. And of course, that came in on the Sunday. 
So I just want to encourage you, you know, like we're, we're like retired and I've got some physical issues. And so it's really not about whether you're able or if you've got enough money or if you're too young or too old. It's just about if you've got a will and heart. And then Jesus will do the rest. Because he really wants us to see what his church is like in the world. His body, he was talking to me this morning and he said, you know, my body is my church. I went, yes, Lord, it is. And he said, I'm the head. And I went, yes, you are. And Pastor Emmanuel, we got to see a part of the body in India. A beautiful expression of the power of God in his mercy and grace. And then I was, when we won worship this morning, Psalm 139 came to me, and it became a corporate thing. Often we use a Psalm 139 and go, I've been knitted together in my mother's womb, blah, 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 blah. But the Lord said, that's about my body. That's about my church. I have knitted together in the heart of the Father. And I know when it sits, and I know when it stands, I know before it's going to speak what it's going to say. And I've knitted it together, intimately woven in the heart of God. So we are intimately, every one of us here, don't ever say you're alone because you are part of the body of Christ, knitted together. We are so interdependent upon each other. We are so, in, and that's one thing I learned in India, that I got to see what it looks like, what another part of the body looks like. What an honor, what a privilege. And I want to honor Pastor Emmanuel Divina and the boys. And they do, I got to see the kingdom. You know, we talk about the kingdom, but very rarely do you see it. I mean, see it. Not in the gifts. Not in the blah, blah, blahs. But in the character of God. In his divine nature expressed in uh, when, and Pastor Manuel may say this, I don't know. But to be betrayed by those closest to you. And then to sit on that rooftop of the betrayer and love and worship together. You see... For me, I don't know about you, but forgiveness is a difficult one. And loving those that hate you, mm, help. But I saw what that looked like. I saw what the heart of God looked like in Pastor Emmanuel and Divina and, 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 and the, the 500 pastors he looks after. In the villages where the churches tend to be made of cow dung. And the beauty of those people and the heart of joy in amongst material uh, impoverishment, they are the richest people I've ever met in the spirit. And I, and I was honored, humbled, and forever changed and I want to honor Catherine and Simon because they've made this possible. Because for years, they've poured in to this more than they'll ever see. 
so I honor them. And, and because of them, we got to go. And because of them, you will get to go. And I have to say, the Lord wants you to go. Don't just don't say, oh, if Jesus wants me to go, I'll go. No. Jesus said, go into all of the world. Preach the gospel. Teach them everything that I taught you. Make disciples. Baptize. That's the Great Commission. And we get to do that and be a part of what God is doing on the earth. But you know, a wise man once said, life is a classroom. <laughs> life is a classroom, not a holiday camp. We are here to learn what it is to be kingdom people so that when, like Phil, you get to go to the greatest place, you won't feel left out. You'll already be ready. This is where we learn to be ready. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> this is Uncle Bobby. I love Uncle Bobby. We all agree that we've got an amazing God, a mighty God. He's awesome. And he knows everything about us. He knows our lives. Every breath we take, he already has it worked out. Where we're going to take the next step, he's got that worked out. And we take it for granted that he looks after us the way that he does. And what I do. When India first came to light uh, at the church that I go to, which is Living Waters in South Shields, I had absolutely no interest in going at all. In fact, so much so that I just thought, well, we've got a big mission field right outside of our doorstep. There's no need for us to go. There's already enough people going to go. And it never even ended my heart. And it stayed that way for a while. Even after the guys had come back after the first visit, it stayed like that. But then as time went on, I really felt that the Lord was speaking to me. And it wasn't about going in India. It was about being obedient to him. And he said, right, he says, um, this is how I want to, you to show your obedience to me because I'm laying it on your heart now to go to India. So I thought, all right, Lord, if that's really what you want us to do, then I'll come to you. I'll prepare to go to India. And that's exactly what I did. And this was just a few years after the first visit that Simon had made with the fellowship. Got right up until the time we were actually due to go and I was actually stopped from going. I had everything that I needed to go. I had my passport, I had my visa, I had all my inoculations and everything. And I knew that I was being obedient to God because I really believed that he wanted to go, wanted me to go, but I was actually physically stopped from going. It was quite a traumatic time. It was a horrible time for me, really. But in everything that I was going through at that particular time, I knew that God was with me because I felt such an amazing, awesome peace about it. And... I was in such a time of conflict that I knew that I needed him, his presence with me in everything that I was going through, and he, he showed up like I've never known him show up before. It's just something that I, I, I would love to be able to share what it was about, but, but I can't. But you just have to really take my word for that. But it was, it was a time when I realized that 
it wasn't about me going to India. It was about what God wanted of me to go to India. So when the time came um, for this opportunity, I knew that it was right. And I also know that nothing on earth was going to stop me from going because God had it firmly in his hands. And from the start of the preparation until actually going and then being watched over while we were there and then safely brought back home, I just saw God's presence in every single detail. But I also knew what it was to to come before him and say, Lord, I want to honor and praise you and worship you and do the things that you would have me do and not just look to the things that I wanted to do. So I felt, okay, I've been brought to the right place. I met some amazing people, some absolutely amazing people. I saw some absolutely amazing things being done. I want to share one or two things with you that the guys haven't shared, but I don't know, Pastor Emmanuel will share a lot more. But it was two significant things, miracles, definitely miracles. There was one guy that um, Colin had been praying for in one of the churches. I, I believe it was you that was praying for the guy. But uh, I came outside shortly afterwards and then heard a group of people yelling at this guy who was shooting off up the road. And they were shouting, he's left his stick. He was praying because he couldn't walk and he's left his stick and he was running away. It was brilliant. And we didn't, well, we, we knew what was going on because we were in prayer. But when we were out in prayer, we were all surrounded by people who were asking for prayer. So you never got to see exactly who it was that you were praying for or what was happening to them. But then God gave me that glimpse. That was just amazing. Somebody going away. It, was, it wasn't just running. He was bouncing away. It was just amazing. So that was one. That was seeing a miracle of healing. And I knew that there was many, many more things like that going on. But it was one that I actually saw. And then when we were at the celebration tent, that was amazing on its own. Just so many people coming to praise and to worship. But you saw miracles unfolding as we were there. But one of the profound miracles that stood out for me was that at the end of the session, at the end of the meeting and everything, after just about everything was done and people were starting to line up for to get fed. And that seemed to go on and it seemed to go on and then there seemed to be a pause and people were looking around to see what was going, going on and then you heard whispers and people were saying, there's not enough food. Okay, what are we going to do about this then? And then you heard more people talking about, there's not enough food. That's why everything's slowing down. Okay. And then we were talking to Pastor Emmanuel about it later on. And he said, well, you know, um, when we were um, talking about this event, we estimated that we were going to cater for maybe 200, 250 people. Okay. More than 500 and nearly 600 people were there at that event and all of them got fed and afterwards I was going around with what was left over and giving it to people to take home so yeah we see biblical miracles in this place it was just absolutely amazing we shared a lot in a, in a lot of places that had been really decimated by all of the ravages that nature can bring one of the areas that we went to had been hit 
by the tsunami in 2008. And people were living in what was left of structures that were still standing, part buildings, buildings that were made up with mud and cow dung and everything that part was talking about. And I've never seen poverty in such lowness as that. I can't really describe just, we talk about poverty at home, but the poverty at home, and it's, it's not nice at all. And I'm not belittling the poverty that we see at home, but in comparison, it's nothing to the poverty that these people experience. But the hearts, I've never seen such an uplifting hearts as the people that we met there. They would literally give you their last. You knew that if they were feeding you, that they had nothing left for themselves, and that's what they did. And they wanted to do that time and time again. We were constantly on it. I mean, they had no idea that we were taking anything over with us when we went. And yet, they literally did give everything that they had. For me, it became the children more than anything got to a point where I didn't really want to do anything else but be with the children and do all the things that they wanted to do. And you realize just what kind of deprivation they were being rescued from. Mm, the school and the orphanage and everything that was providing their health care, their well-being, their food, and their entertainment, their love, everything was supplied by the people that were being represented at this place by Pastor Emmanuel and his team. And they showed so much love back. It was just amazing. There, there was a, a set of twins. They were probably about three-year-old, I think, with Pastor Emmanuel, boy and girl. They had arrived at the orphanage just before we had, or not long before we had. And on first contact with them, they didn't want to know us or anybody else that was there. Uh, you couldn't make eye contact with them um, whenever you went anywhere near them, they, not just us, but everybody, literally. They would uh, shy away. And we asked Pastor Emmanuel and Divina, Divina uh, what the circumstances were. And the father had been working on the building site, and he had been killed. And uh, the mother had been in service, and she wasn't freed from that. So then the children ended up in the orphanage. And that was just a, you know, just one small aspect of what was going on there. But by the time that we came away, you could see that God had lifted their hearts too. And the joy that they shared and everything else that was going on and, and the desire for us to, for them to not want us to go, it just pulls in your heartstrings, really does. Up to this point of coming home, I haven't been able to get the pictures of India out of my head. Over and over and over again do I see these kids. And seeing the video that we've seen just reminds us and with great delight of the things that I've seen there. I'm also very privy to the, the sadness that I've seen there and the, the need for, for us to constantly go. It's lovely seeing everything that had been done for the kids and the fact that they were in school uniforms and that um, they've got lots of things that are provided for them and that their main issue of um, being out on the streets and the poverty that surrounds them is no longer there anymore. 
But then the Lord laid on my heart about, okay, they've been rescued from that, but they've got to stay rescued from that. They've got to be protected from that. Not put into a vulnerable position where they actually have that taken away from them. And who's going to supply that? Who's going to be responsible for that? And it's like our custodianship, isn't it? It's something that God has laid on our hearts so much that we are a part of that now. I know that I am. And I know that in the support that the bay has given that you guys are also. So I just want to praise and thank God. Give him the glory for everything that has happened because it's been absolutely amazing. We have been on it. We have been blessed. More than I can ever say. And I would just like to leave you with that. Thank you. We're nearly out of time, but I'd like Pastor Emmanuel just to come. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate the children are coming back. And it, children will be children. Children will be children. So I don't, I mean, I've been in an orphanage with 200 of them, and I can tell you they don't all always, always sit quietly. So that's fine. I'd like Pastor Emmanuel just to say a few words, and then there's two things I'd like to do after that. One is I'd like him to pray a blessing over us, and then I'd like to pray for him. And then there's one more thing after that. Good morning, everybody. <coughs> it, uh, it's good to see you all uh, in this Bay Church. And I really praise God and thank God for bringing me here. And uh, last year, We thought we are almost closing down. <laughs> and myself and my wife, we don't know what to do. But we started fasting and praying. While we are fasting and praying, I heard from Brother Simon that he wants to visit us. And immediately we thought it is God answering our prayers. And uh, they came to our orphanage and I've been to the airport to bring them and uh, all the children were expecting them and uh, praying <laughs> for their journey. At the same time, there is a lot of persecution and also hatred towards English people or white people. But, uh, you know, we are praying for the safety and, uh, you know, that is what we are uh, 
asking God whether to continue with this orphanage and school or close it down because the government is trying to uh, find out the Christian schools and orphanages and they wanted to stop the funding. And uh, already the church, the churches which used to support the work in Mach- uh, Patnam, they stopped supporting it. And all these things happened in 2017 and <laughs> we thought, we are going to close it down. Lord, if it is thy will, it will continue or show us your will. And, uh, you know, by God's grace, I heard, you know, this Bay Church is coming to Machilipatnam. And not only that, another big miracle or which is beyond our expectation is the finance. They brought in cash, not in a check or other thing, but in cash and uh, if it is a check it will take ages or it may not be cleared it in India because they brought it for a Christian organization and I really believe that God has given brother Simon the wisdom to bring the cash so uh, we took the cash and you they brought some thousands of pounds but when we changed it, you know, God multiplied and it is in millions, millions of rupees. And which we never had anybody sending or bringing that much money to India. And uh, then we felt that the God answered the prayers. For 40 days, even the children, they said, they will be <laughs> fasting and praying for the Lord to open the door. And the government is always bringing uh, different type of uh, norms to fulfill only for Christians and attacking the churches, the pastors, kidnapping them, killing them or hurting them, damaging the churches, threatening. Middle of the night, groups of people come and ask the father to come to pray somewhere and they kidnap. You know, these are the things usually happen. And we were more, uh, you know, praying to God to for the safety of this team and actually they came as a you know visiting the orphanage and school which is good um, the thing is visiting orphanage and school is fine but if you say I'm visiting a church that makes a big problem but you know after coming and we started we prayed Lord what to do with the money and we started repaying all the bills and we started you know the thieves have entered into the girls' uh, dormitory, but they didn't do anything, but, you know, we started building uh, the safety thing, and also the roof was leaking. 2,100 uh, square foot roof was leaking, and uh, we don't have any money, and it was a big thing to deal with, and, uh, you know, this money helped us to replace the roof and also build the safety walls and also to make some security arrangements for the girls' dormitory. And not only that, to the church, you know, we changed the windows and doors because we, uh, we live beside the sea and all the time there will be rust <coughs> in that area. And also even the flooring was changed. 
and uh, the building was renovated. It will take ages, nearly 10 years to, for us to do it, but within three weeks, four weeks time, God has, uh, you know, because of the finance, we could do that. And not only that, you know, all the children uh, got the uniforms. Actually, they don't have the school uniform. And also some stationery was not yet given. And also th some of them, they don't have the sandals. And also uh, the Christmas is coming and we know that we are not going to do any Christmas. But, you know, the finance, what they brought, you know, God is multiplying it. And what they said is whatever you do, but you do it according to the will of God. And we are very careful and we were so afraid, uh, you know, to how to uh, use the money. And we said, Lord, give us the wisdom to use it wisely. And God, uh, one day I heard from my friend who uh, visited from America to Machilipatnam to a wedding. He asked me to come to that place. And I went to that place and it was a big, massive place, uh, you know, modern, very posh building. Only the multi-millionaires will have the wedding uh, thing in that buildings. Uh, it will cost nearly 3,000 pounds per day. And uh, I was so a little bit scared to go into that one because it's a very expensive building. But because my friend asked me to come in, I went there and I didn't see my friend, but I met the other friend. And I asked, Who's this, uh, who owns this building? Who owns this property? And behind me, a hand came and put on my shoulder and said, this is mine. And when I looked at him, he was smiling and he said, I'm the owner of this building. No, you are joking because this man is a classmate for me 30 years ago. And after 30 years, again, I saw him. And he says he is the owner of this building. And he asked, why you asked about this building? I said, I want to have a Christmas program in this building. Your life, your business, your family will be blessed if you allow me to do Christmas. And immediately he pulled me into his office and he, he told, Emmanuel, do you know how much the cost of this building per day? Yeah, I know, because it is written there, 3,000 pounds. <laughs> but are you okay with that money? I said, no, absolutely no. <laughs> How much you will pay? I won't tell anything. I will go home and I will pray and I will, uh, you know, come tomorrow and say. And this man called me the next morning because he knows that definitely I won't be coming to him. So I went to him and I said that night he couldn't sleep because of these three words who never spoke to him in his lifetime. You will be blessed in your life. You will be blessed in your family. You will be blessed in your business. These are the three words. He couldn't sleep and he said, Emmanuel, can you come down? And I went there with another pastor. And uh, when I went there, he said, I don't know, never I heard this type of words in my life. Even the astrologer or psyche never spoke or pronounced this type of words and I couldn't sleep, but I feel peace in what the words you said. And also the Christmas program. Actually, all our community people, you know, they don't like a Christian, but they know Christian means untouchable. I'm from an untouchable family like Dalit. But uh, this man said, 
no problem, I will be with you. Whatever money you want to pay, you pay. I don't demand anything. But you can use this whole building. On which day? December 18th. And I ran home. Uh, because every day we have the all-night prayer. And I announced in that prayer that God has answered the prayer. And nobody could believe. If this news went into other places, other pastors called that fellow and asked, how come Emmanuel, is he going to pay that much money? No, he's my friend. You know, whatever he gives, uh, I don't care, but the words that he's spoken into my life is changing me something. And you know, that uh, 18th of December, we had a Christmas celebration. We had the speaker, worship leaders. And I have two sons, my own sons. One is 14 years old, one is uh, um, 10 years old. 10 years old plays the keyboard, and the 14 year old plays the drum. And uh, we are looking for a keyboard player and a drummer because this will be a big program. You know, nearly 2,000, we are expecting 2,000 people for that uh, event. And my son said, Daddy, don't worry, I am the music director. And he said, I will lead this. Uh, and that is what he did. And uh, we expected 2,000. And we prepared food for only for 2,000 people. Because people will be coming from all the way, you know, 20 miles, 30 miles. Some people might walk. But they wanted to see the Christmas thing. And this building brought not only the poor people there, but the rich people, the high cash, the Hindus, the employees, they all came. And we are expecting 2,000, but already the pastors came running and said, Pastor, 3,000, 3,500, 4,000, and the building was full, and nearby buildings, you know, India houses are very close, and people started climbing on the houses and the walls, and they, because we put a, put a big screen outside, and, uh, you know, they started watching and praising the Lord for five hours, you know, the children were singing, worshiping, and telling their story, how this Jesus, yes, brother Bob reminded, you know, two children were brought into our orphanage because the father fell in, uh, from the sixth floor and he died. And the mother left these two children. Even those children, they started telling how Jesus loved them. And they are so happy to be in the children's home. And also they have done good dance and performed and shared about Jesus. You know, everybody uh, started telling how Jesus was, uh, his love. And also one of my uncle, he brought the message of love and peace. That is what, what would it be if Jesus was not born into this world? If Jesus was not born into this world, the blind will be the blind. The lame will be the lame. The sick will be the sick. The sinner will be the sickner. But because of his coming, because of his birth, blind can see, lame can walk, dead can be raised, sinner can become a saint. You know, the way he brought the word touched everybody. And we had a pastor, uh, Ramesh. He's an orphan. He was, actually his father uh, was a high caste Brahmin and mother was a Christian. And the father killed the mother into pieces and he died on the same day. Uh, 35 years ago, Pastor Ramesh was born into our orphanage. And this man, he never uh, believed in God, either Hindu God or Christian God. Because father belongs to Hindu and mother belongs to Christian. And he never believed in anything because, you know, he saw the parents dead on the same night. 
and uh, he was so aggressive but he was brought into our orphanage he was taught about jesus and it took a while for him to uh, understand the love of god and finally he started composing songs on the love of jesus and he started singing and uh, after the m- my uncle preached the love of god and the peace what he brought into this world he started singing and everybody was on their feet and giving their life to god and the gospel was clearly preached and the people received the gospel it is all because of your prayers encouragement support and the finance you know i paid only 500 pounds not even 500 pounds but he said he is happy to have and i uh, asked him to come on. the owner was so happy and next morning he received many many calls even the political people called and said why you didn't invite us why you didn't invite us and people started why you didn't oh we missed this event who is that pastor who is he he is a christian you know he told he is my classmate and uh, that is how god made a miracle at the same time uh, this uh, in december uh, we received a notice from the government that you know already our license to run the school is finished is closing down by march 31st and we don't know what to do and we need to again renewal renewal the license and also not only that as brother um um colin said the land god blessed one lady from bnb from wales i don't know her name also but the pastor roy and brenda told me that a lady one lady from bnb donated for that land 40000 pounds and also some other people donated for the uh, wall to build a wall across that four and a half acres and some people donated for filling you know raising uh, the land and also we built uh, you know five rooms on the temporary rooms on the land and now we want to see a proper buildings uh, built for the uh, next generation leaders we want to see the next generation the children you know the children who were left over on the streets who are eating near the bins who are neglected and you know many things are happening in india but you don't get it on uh, media and also this type of children were brought into the orphanage they were given the word of god they were shown the love of god and now they are giving uh, they were given food shelter education and that is changing their life and now 14 after these people left after the team left to uk 14 children boys and girls came and they said god spoke to them and they gave their life to god and they are getting ready for water baptism and also in this christmas event and not only one christmas event we have done nearly 23 places and thousands of people heard the gospel and i can uh, say um, nearly 50000 people heard the gospel in this 23 days and everybody was fed and all these 500 pastors pastors are not like this uh, in india but it is very different situation but all the pastors were given new clothing and the widows were given the sarees because it is winter time means 18 degrees in india <laughs> but still it is cold for them and uh, you know look after orphan and widow that is the word of god and so we started encouraging them and now we are in need of you know building up the uh, and also we brought building material to build the church already and uh, i encourage you people to start praying for this indian mission and uh, we want to see many children many young people 
give their life to God. Otherwise, you know, we lose them. And also we are praying, all the children are praying daily for this Bay Church and especially Pastor Allen's father. And uh, when they heard, actually, we missed him and everybody was disappointed. But everywhere we go, we said, yes, the Pastor Allen is the one who sent this team to India, but he's coming again. Uh, so uh, it was a, you know, I don't know why it happened. Sometimes God has uh, his plans and his timing, and uh, we are expecting Pastor um, Alan to come, and also you people to come and see what we are doing and help the children build their lives and expand the kingdom of God. And that is what God has called us as a church to do. And once you sow, and when new people come, new things happen. Many miracles and many things happen in that area. Continue to pray. And I really, uh, from the depth of my heart, I appreciate and thank Brother Simon and Sister Catherine. And they are so good to this, uh, you know, to our family, to our children, to our pastors. You know, they have lifted us up in prayer and in, in finance and also... Uh, really, we praise God for what you are doing and also continue to pray and uh, I extend my invitation. Anybody, anytime, you are f welcome to visit us and uh, let's build the kingdom of God and see the lives, uh, you know, soul winning. And uh, really, I once again thank you all very much for your love, encouragement, support and uh, God bless you all. Thank you.